Hello and welcome to the Sorry Meadows podcast. I'm today's host Melanie and here with me are Sammy and Reese. And we will be talking about one of my favorite TV shows I discovered in 2020. And I'm pretty sure it's also uh, a favorite of my co-hosts. And this show is BBC sitcom Ghosts. Uh, this couple, Alison and Mike, they move into a house that they inherited and they decide to make it into a hotel. But unbeknownst to them, the mansion is haunted and by a group of ghosts, all from sort of different historical eras, beautifully played by the former Horrible Histories cast. And Alison has a near-death experience. And then after that, she sees and can talk to the ghosts. And while well, the rest is just ghostly shenanigans. And I should mention that it will contain spoilers. We won't um, we won't uh, stop ourselves from talking about spoilers. But I think let's just get on with the general discussion first. And Reese, why do you like this show so much? I go back quite a long way with the troupe that are the main cast of this series. So I watched Horrible Histories as a child as it came out. 2009, so I would have been year six, year seven, so still at the educational age i wasn't quite like i wasn't mature at all and i just found stuff like this and in particular something like sorrow got no head i just love sketch shows they were just stupid short funny and i notice when i see this cast pop up in a lot of other things so uh when i see jim howick pop up in sex education and when i see mm. ben wilbond uh, as adam in the thick of it i'm like oh my god that's the person from uh horrible histories uh and of course, um, Simon Farnby wrote Paddington and pops right, up in Rogue yeah. One in an X-Wing briefly. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, it's it's the stupid death man. And <laughs> I was kind of disappointed with some of their projects after Horrible Histories. I adore Horrible Histories. I think it's a f- fantastic show. It still holds up. Like, we've been rewatching old CBBC shows over lockdown because there's nothing else to do. This is really the only one that holds up properly. But there's stuff on, like, I didn't find Yonderland particularly entertaining. Neither did I think that, although Bill is funny at times, the Shakespearean, the William Shakespeare film that they did together, it's not a fantastic film and you compare it to stuff like Holy Grail, Life of Brian, it's not, it doesn't touch that. But when I heard that they were back on the BBC and they were playing historical characters again, I thought they can't get this wrong. And I just come off fresh meat, which means I was obsessed with Charlotte Ritchie. And so <laughs> when she was cast in it, I thought, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Oh my God, it's Lolly from... Um, Taskmaster, Keith oh, yeah, Wicks yeah. is great it, from <laughs> yeah. um, Not Going Out. And so everything just seemed to come together. And I think it's a really fantastic show. Um, I'm amazed that how well they use the house. I'm amazed how well they use the characters. Uh, the pacing of the series uh, is generally good. And yeah, I think it's a fantastic, funny primetime TV show that bridges the family gap perfectly because... You can watch it as an adult, you can watch it as a parent, you can watch it with your kids. It is a bit rude at times, but they're, they're mm-hmm. jokes that will go over kids' heads, and mm-hmm. I think it's a really perfect series. Um, yeah, I did hear um, some people say, oh, it's horrible histories, but, like, matured. Or, you know, it's not horrible histories, but matured, but obviously it's the same cast, and they're playing historical characters. But, yeah, it's a bit more for adults as well. Yeah, and, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. there's a lot more mature jokes in there. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But but yeah. there's an, but there's enough silliness to keep the kids 
entertaining. Like if you're young, yeah. a lot of these jokes will go off your, over your head and yeah, you'll revisit them in the future. Go, oh, that's what that joke is. But no, it's definitely <laughs> a step up from Yonderland, which I thought was, although creative, um, really didn't work for me. Um, mm, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I um, I didn't grow up in the UK, so I wasn't at, lo- at all familiar with Horrible Histories. I watched the Dick Turpin's video, <laughs> um, music video, so I was like, ooh, who's this Matt Bainton guy? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so, Matt Bainton. <laughs> yeah, so I looked up, you know, what else he's in, and then I realized they're all sort of in the same things. And then I watched, I think because somebody probably, like, friend was like, oh, he's in Ghosts, you should watch Ghosts. So I watched it, and then I also started watching Horrible Histories. And yeah, I really, really like them all. All like all the whole group of actors is just amazing. I think they they all um, work together very well. And I also think that about like I I love this show so much because I think I pretty much like all of the characters, and I love most of them. Mm, so like yeah. I don't love love all of the characters. There are a few that I just on a personal basis wouldn't agree with um like uh julian and lady b but um i think they're probably like they're, they still they're still needed in the show and i still love watching um simon and martha sort of you know acting in those roles and yeah just i yeah it's just it's an amazing show and it's really funny i also like how how funny it is you know considering it deals with death a lot I am absolutely in love with the idea of finally including ghosts from the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Sammy, do yes. you have any? <laughs> Let's uh, not leave you out. <laughs> um, well, I've got a bit of a story about how I first heard about ghosts. Um, so when I was at uni, uh, I was doing a TV course, and one of and the big assessment was to write, um, basically, pitch a TV show. Uh, like write it, cast it, and sort of like go into all like the technical aspects of it. And I wrote um, something about a guy in the modern era who ends up living with all these famous people from the past. Um, so I had like one, uh, I can't remember uh, precisely who they all are. I'm pretty sure Socrates was there, um, uh, bank robber, John Dillinger, uh, who, I, who I cast as um, Ben Willibond. Um, so I, I had I had this idea and I was like writing it and I was really happy. I was like, oh, this is really cool. There's nothing like this out there. Um, sort of riffing on Upstart Crow uh, energy. Um, and then I submitted it and about about an hour before the deadline. And then about 10 minutes after that, Darren <laughs> sent me uh, a link to the uh, announcement of these guys. And I was just like, <laughs> so livid. Like... <laughs> And I was like, I'm not, I can't do I do treat. remember, I, I um, think it was on the, it was on the group chat, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, and so like 10 pissed. minutes after I'd submitted my pitch, um, not knowing anything about this, you know, I'd done my research into like similar shows and I put like, you know, it's inspired by Upstart Crow and I would have yeah, shouted yeah, yeah. these guys out, but they hadn't, <laughs> it wasn't out then yet. And then they, um, they shouted it out and I'm, I'm mad. I'm really mad. <laughs> um, but that was yeah. my that was my first uh, exposure to it, and then uh, kind of went off my radar for a bit. Uh, watching other things, everything was open then, so quickly got enamoured with the MCU because they were ramping up to Infinity War and Endgame. And then last year, you guys were 
you wouldn't stop. I mean, I'm obsessed it. with it, so <laughs> yeah. You, you, you I think That's you why. watched it three times in like a month, and then you were like, "Guys, why aren't you watching this?" And I was like, "Well, I suppose I better have then." Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Had you not seen Horrible History? Uh, I had. I it wasn't something I watched a lot as a kid. Um, I wasn't like one for. Well, I wasn't really one for sitting down and watching shows as a kid. Mm. Um, because. Yeah, I, as a kid, I I'm allowed to run to around those... outside and climb yeah. trees, yeah. and I'd rather do that now, but society tells me no. So now I have time for film and stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'd, seen the odd, <laughs> I'd seen the odd episode of Horrible Histories, and I, I, I did like it. Um, See, I, I'm... I, I still regularly sing the songs and oh like, you don't you, oh, you, you, no, you, you, you don't want to know you don't want to know how much I've listened um, to Dick Turpin's during lockdown <laughs> and yeah I think I I shared Melanie's obsession with yep. Matthew Bainton because I first saw him in Gavin and Stacey as I Dino need to watch he's that. quite a funny character I think in that. I first saw him in The Wrong Man's uh, with James yeah Gordon. and The Wrong Man's of course and then. And he had a bit of a disappointing series. I know it was all right, but You, Me, and the Apocalypse wasn't the the mm. massive show that mm. they thought it was going to be. And I thought, and, you know, I look at Matthew Bainton again. Yeah. He's very talented. He's actually very good yeah. looking. I'm surprised that his career hasn't, like, exploded. Yeah. Like, why haven't Hollywood picked him up? But then you look at someone, and the, the fact of the matter is they did. And You, Me, and the Apocalypse mm-hmm. just didn't work. And I think he's gone back to this troupe now. He's, what, he's in his touching his 40s now so hopefully these guys have got a load of shows or loads of series Hope in so. them i mean they've, ideas. Yeah. they've um, sort of now made it like an official like group thing right they're called them there now and they're i think they're yeah maybe they wouldn't do that if they just had ghosts and like no other ideas no but what i specifically like about ghosts is that every single thing is a character in itself in this episode so uh, in this series so how quickly the house became its own <laughs> character is amazing. The different you, the different rooms are recognisable. You can are, def, are recognisable. You can feel mm-hmm. the different uh, eras mm-hmm. of history coming through. So it makes sense when you see this house during the war. It makes sense when you see this house um, four hundred years ago, six hundred mm-hmm. years ago. When you see the plague village <laughs> oh, come so up, good. it makes sense that you, oh, yeah, I can buy that, that that's there. And yeah, it just has such relatable characters. I'm enjoying watching them modernise as well. You know. Already in two seasons, I'd say that most of the characters have developed. I love so, how so Robin much. is now a conspiracy. Yeah, player, Robin. Um, Mary, Mary's <laughs> another one think... where she's becoming more literate. Yeah. I mean, Mary's a really interesting one because she was burnt for being a witch, which suggests some in- some intelligence. Yeah. She was intelligent for a time. Of course, um, language was different back then. So yeah. the more that she learns, the smarter she's getting. And I think Katie oh, Witt. she's is so good. I love her. Um, the first time Mary started talking, I was in love. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really impressed with you know. There's sort of if you include the the plague pit people as like one sort of collective, you've got twelve characters in this, and they're all yeah. So it's never like it doesn't feel overly cluttered um, or too full. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like obviously you've got Allison as sort of like the lead, and then bouncing off all the different ghosts and Mike. Um, oh, Allison's so good, Charlotte Ritchie, man. <laughs> you guys, your your <laughs> Melanie's face when we mentioned Matt Baton is my face when <laughs> uh, yeah. Charlotte Ritchie. <laughs> she was like in everything, wasn't she? Because again, I saw her in Fresh Meat, and then she was in this, and then she was in the Doctor Who um, Resolution Christmas special. Yeah. I remember from Call the Midwife she's as well. She's going to be so in Taskmaster like, too. Like a good, yeah, for like the last three years, she's basically been yeah. in, in everything that I've watched. Which already um, makes it then three people who've been on Taskmaster and also in Ghosts. 
got Lolietta Fopi. Uh, yeah. I also Kate think each of them are perfectly... I know they sort of self-cast. Yeah. Um, they're all perfectly cast in the roles and the era yeah. that they've yeah. gone for. Like, Matt yeah. Wilbond is an exceptional... Uh, gives a great portrayal as the captain. So good. Um, like, really fits... They, they all fit their eras mm-hmm. perfectly. And it's sort of like, in a way yeah. that if you swapped, say, um, Matt Baton and uh, Ben Wilbond's... Mm around it wouldn't work yeah, Different for some reason, it wouldn't, it yeah. wouldn't work for some reason Matt Bain just looks like a romantic poet <laughs> he just, uh, <laughs> he just has a face he's, well, yeah. keep, keep it in your pants <laughs> Melanie <laughs> um, I like I I know you don't really like uh, not don't like but like I know he's not one of your favourites but I quite like Julian I think Fawcett. yeah I think, I think um, yeah, Simon I think Simon Farnby yeah, yeah. Uh, he is Oh, exceptional. he's so good as the sleazy, so uh, uh, like, <laughs> you just sort of, like, don't want to touch him, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of mm-hmm. uh, energy. And, like, um, I, I, I feel like he, like, in in real life, he writes, like, children's books. And, like, I feel like he's the complete opposite. <laughs> and this show, he, he just wrote, walks around with literally no trousers <laughs> on for, the, like, the entire duration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I always forget that. <laughs> he um, never has trousers on. But I like that you can still you, see, like, the... You um, don't miss them. You see, like, what are the, the black things that put, you pull up, like, around your lower legs? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, um... Suspend- no, I don't no. know. Sock suspenders? <laughs> stockings? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, are they are stockings? They? No. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're called, but, like, he's still got his shoes on. So it's sort of like, when does the... Tra- <laughs> how do you get the trousers off? Right. Like, it's not like you're not clothed. Yeah. It's just... The, he, just no didn't wanna, he just didn't want to land on wiki feet. <laughs> Um, and I like seeing Lawrence Rickard as two oh, characters. So I know we don't see Humphrey yes. a lot. Yeah. Um, he's great. Uh, but when we do, but also Robin is so excellent. I love Robin. Um, yeah. And oh, he's, he's a genius, yeah. isn't he? It's brilliant. Yeah. He he's like he gets some really good episodes, like in Moonstrom, um, that really sort of yeah. flesh yeah. him out. Uh, and then later episodes where he becomes a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean. Um, yeah. So good. No, it's flat, not round. <laughs> um, speaking of characters, um, I feel like we all have. I mean, I feel like as we said, like we all love these guys. We all pretty much love the characters. I think if any character would go, there would be a, a huge hole missing in the in the whole show. Um, but Sammy, I mean, maybe we can already guess who your favorite character is. Um, but yeah, who who's oh, your favorite? I'll never tell. <laughs> um. Uh, my favorite character is Alison. Mm. Uh, I think Charlotte Ritchie is really good at portraying her. She's really well written as well. She's very relatable. You know, she's poor. She'll do whatever she can to sort of like yeah. keep her life yeah. together. Um, you know, yeah. they just want a house. Uh, we're sort of us three are all sort of here in the age where maybe in a couple of years all that's, we want is a house. that's where <laughs> we're going to sort of be. Um, I think her reactions to it all are very believable like initially mm-hmm. just like walking around with a collar around her neck after she's been thrown out the window um uh you know being like no 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 not i can't hear um that sort of <laughs> it's driving her crazy and then she sort of yeah because they're mostly well no they are they're all like nice people and yes yeah, some of them are a bit prim and a bit up themselves and others are a bit weird but they're all nice they're all nice people um so like you have pat who's yeah. just like you know hi hi i mean I pat is the nicest <laughs> um what i forget about um allison falling out the window is that 
I forgot that Julian pushes Julian her. Julian pushes her. It's, it's something well, what a like nice a little person. Po- I like them to go into it a bit more. Um, and that they, it's sort of like, a, oh well, uh, and then they move on. Uh, so I feel like they, I, I'd like them to like go back and address mm. it a bit more. Um, favorite ghosts, you guys will talk about them in a sec, but uh, <laughs> Kitty, um, outside the ones that you two mention. <laughs> uh, I love yeah. I love Kitty. She just wants to be your friend, and she's so funny in yeah. everything that she does. Yeah, uh, she's like really sweet. She's always a, she's always involved. She she risks <laughs> um, going to the annoying place, um, but she she mm-hmm. always like uh, I don't know the name of the actress who plays her. Um, is Lolly Adafopi. Yeah, um, she always sort of like knows where that line is and sort of steps back just before she hits it. Um, mm-hmm. So she sort of remains quite endearing for me uh, but i'll let you guys talk right. about the, the actual two best ghosts you know despite loving matt Bainton, you know with all my heart and everything whatever um he isn't my favorite ghost so thomas is my favorite ghost um but it is the captain i think i really truly fell in love with the captain in free pass when he could like just free pass is the one where the film crew yeah comes and <laughs> comes to the house it's just like him First of all, falling in love with, obviously, with the military style of the whole, like, production thing and everything, but obviously also with the director of the of the, the, the production. And he's just a little gay angel, and I love him. And a little gay angel? Oh, the... is, that the, is that the subtitle for the podcast? <laughs> yes. Ghosts, a um... little gay angel. <laughs> And just like all the, you know, um, him trying to always like suppress those emotions and just be like, oh, good Lord. Oh, <laughs> I just love those little things that um, Ben Wilbond d- does. Just like always do stuff like little like, oh, good Lord. Or then when the director goes like action and he's like action. <laughs> I just love these little sort of things he throws in um, into his performance. And I think I'm always a sucker for a character with a tragic backstory. Not that the others don't have a tragic backstory. <laughs> they obviously also have tragic backstories. She's literally burnt alive, Melanie, okay? <laughs> yeah. Lady B being thrown out of the window. It's like, mm. but I don't know. If it's just something about the captain with like this whole, you know, he was gay or is gay. Well, he's one of the more prominent ghosts. Like, I know they're all sort of like, uh, you know, equals, but he is one of the ones who's sort of always at the forefront yeah. Um, of yeah. each episode. Yeah. I think I think you definitely say if, if you were to make like a title card and who's the main character out of the ghost, it's definitely the captain for me. At least Just he cause... tries to always be the main character. I imagine character. he gets yeah, some, he gets more screen time than the yeah, other ghosts. Yeah. He wants to be in charge and be recognised. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. he will always his character is putting himself forward. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. And that that actually makes me even more sort of interested in him. I think it's also the fact that we know his backstory with like uh, Havers and like, you know, that he obviously loved Havers and he went away. We don't know his backstory. We don't know his name, Captain's name. We don't know how he died. Like there's still so many things we don't know about him. And that's not yeah. unique to ca- in the Captain's world. Well. No, no, no. But what the what Captain you, is like such a prominent ghost and we still don't know so many things about him. I know him. that um, Sammy mentioned Kitty. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Kick, I, I'm I'm not ready for Kitty's because it's going to be so tragic. It's quite, well, oh. it's going to be really sad because she was clearly a neglected child yeah. who was a loner, and uh, the, all the all the signs show that this is someone who died alone of neglect. And it's definitely and, the 
the happy energy that she's sort of putting out is yeah. so clearly like a mask or like a coping mechanism. Mm. There's a mammoth episode coming for Kitty soon. Yeah, yeah. I, It'll I, be something I, I like know. she was lost. She was she like fell in a well and they like never got her out well, or something. Oh, I'm thinking I'm thinking of the um, hide and seek. Yeah, I'm thinking of if murder. Her, I'm thinking know. of like some prank got too far oh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have any like physical damage on her, does she? True. She doesn't have an arrow true. through her neck or could be poison. Uh, a shotgun. She probably a, shot, uh, a gun. It makes me it's think it'll be captain, like asphyxiation though. or choking, um, like mm. smothered or yeah. something. It's the same with the captain. Like, I feel the characters where you have no signs of how they die. I mean, Robin probably just died of a heart attack at thirty because yeah. that's just when they died. That's, that's All poison, <laughs> yeah. like you wouldn't see yeah. poison. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's. I'm, also I'm guessing that I'm Julian so... was autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> true, true. We don't know about Julian either. No, but like the captain, you see nothing, and apparently. I, I once thought you maybe because when he like this lunges and something like that, his knees always like creak. And I was like worried if, you know, that has something to do with his death. But apparently it's just because Ben, Ben Wilbon's knees also creak. So they just. Ben's got creaky knees. Apparently. Yeah. Um, well, he is like, he's like mid 40s. So yeah. Him a yeah, break. yeah. No, and, um, but yeah, I'm just very, like, I'm so curious about, you know why did the captain die he obviously died in his uniform and everything and like at the house so like how did that all come well i'm thinking suicide oh uh, yeah me too and that's what makes, we know makes how me sad. lady button lady b dies and you don't see yeah. but you don't see the any like masks or like she hasn't got like a really disfigured face or anything from being shoved out the window yeah. so like just because you don't see True. the clues it doesn't mean they're not like that's a good point there True. because you yeah. can't have lady b with like a messed up face for like the entire yeah. duration because you know obviously kids yeah. still gotta watch yeah. it um and yeah. i feel like with julian <laughs> they'll never properly go into it for the same reasons they might like hint well, at there's it. a reason he we- well there's a reason he's still wearing pants it's like daddy why did why is he a ghost uh yes well little jimmy um but but he can also like <laughs> he can also like change his clothes because he can actually touch stuff yeah yeah for, yeah for me pat stands out yeah um First, he shares his name with a prominent EastEnders character. Pat Butcher is a very funny <laughs> name. Um, who And she's a very iconic character in EastEnders, uh, who has a lot of very important plot lines and is known for shouting at uh, people very loudly and having short outbursts at people, which this Pat Butcher also does. Um, but also, I find him easily the most relatable character. Um, he's, I think he's the second youngest of the ghosts, as in, yes, um, as in time age, well, time period wise. Time However, I find yeah. him, I find him a lot more relatable than Julian, simply because he's not posh either. Yeah, he's just Julian. You is, want to give him a little Julian, hug, don't you? A little, a little yeah. pat, yeah. a little yeah. kutch. But it's, yeah. but it's also little stuff like uh, he loves his football. <laughs> uh, he loves Top Gun. <laughs> you know, he gets very excited about um, organizing events and. Uh, make make sure everyone's happy and the the what really defined his character for me was easily in the second episode where the Allison is asking why why are you being like why are you doing all these terrible things and he's like oh actually I don't do anything wrong do I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, and then he gets a fantastic episode where he gets to have some closure with his family and and it I, pays off I thought he was in um, Cry the big time. day where his one of his scouts comes back mm. and I thought he was gonna um, go off into heaven and that was the end of him i thought oh my god is are they getting rid of ghosts already but um no no he's 
he's just a very nice person and he's he, like as he said cap is like cap, the captain is the leader of the group and he's trying to do all these uh, militaristic uh, activities and trying to get everyone in the house in order mm-hmm. pat is the, the actual leader pat is like this well, no, no, he's, he's, the, he's the soft he's influencer. He's the daddy, in uh, that, father. Well, he's in that, organised, in like, that... the, the weekly sessions where they, like, give lectures about, yeah. you know, different yeah. aspects of their culture yeah. or their death or their personal lives and stuff. Um, but he's also, a, he's also a really good bridge between Alison and Mike and the ghost, because, again, yeah. he's, he's in that age where he is still old. You know, he doesn't get, like, new technologies, mm-hmm. but he he gets what they are. He recognises what a phone is if it isn't yeah. if it isn't the old phone that he mm. thought it Like is. a TV. Uh, like, that's was. the front of and a the TV. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? He's... And then he, he, his death is the most tragic because it's mm-hmm. an accident. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he gets shot in the neck with an arrow and then they just let him drive off. <laughs> and then crashes the tree. Yeah. You don't want to see yeah. this, kids. You don't want yeah, that. You, <laughs> you want to see this in your dreams. <laughs> yeah, and also um, Jim Howick was always, always my favourite char- characters in Horrible Histories as well. Mm-hmm. For me, he was always the best singer. Like, mm-hmm. All the best songs have him singing. His, he has a great Richard III song. He's the best bit in Born to Rule. Uh, yeah, and he's... Um, Hi, I'm a shouty man. And yeah. I, I just... I just remember all those bits. And yet, again, he's very relatable and he's just such a nice character. You can't hate him. And he also has these like little outbursts, as I said. Uh, I love the fact when he says, like, Wazak. Uh, uh, I'd love that yeah. name. And Fanny's exposed. His... <laughs> I love when his voice goes, like, really high up. It's just like, Wazak! You are! <laughs> it's so good. It's so uh, good. But I like that he basically... Like so often, he just almost immediately apologizes. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Or he yeah. like runs off like embarrassed more than anything. <laughs> um, oh, uh. yeah, amazing. He's um, also got the best. He's also got one of the best costumes as well. I just, I think the, <laughs> the scout uniform is so like it's such a simple look, but well, like, they, they all have just, that going he, for them. Like obviously the the more period, great the, the more period pieces ones like um, Lady B and Kitty are just sort of like and um, Thomas. All of just sort of like yeah. wearing their established clothes, but like Julian, the captain, Pat, simple like normal clothes, but you have like the arrow through the neck or like a bit of blood stain over like um, Thomas's yeah. uh, yeah. lapels. You know, they really add a lot of sort of lore and sort of like flavor without mm-hmm. being so in your face about it. I didn't notice uh, Thomas's like bullet wound until like near the end of season one. I was like. Oh, oh really? no, he got a really? shot. I, um. I noticed it in like the first scene with the ghost because he stands by the window and I think yeah. the sun like shines slightly through it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this, this is ages. a romantic poet and he got shot. I already love him. Is that is that the scene with the best line, which is, damn, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my God. Answer the question, um, damn your eyes. Yeah, answer, <laughs> answer the question, damn your eyes. <laughs> Oh, the bloopers are great for that scene. Yeah, because so he does so many takes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> now we're speaking of like scenes and everything. We also want to talk about our favorite episodes, and I think we should maybe go in order of, um, sort of you know the release of the episodes. So yeah. I know Reese, you picked one from season one. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I I wasn't going to pick this one initially because because when I picked I... the actual best one. No, no, no. <laughs> when I yeah when I when I sat down to watch it, I picked. Um, Happy Death Day to be my favourite, but yep. having rewatched it over the last fortnight, 
I decided that one of the season two episodes is the best, but it's already been picked. Um, <laughs> so, but and I thought I'll go for a season one because I think that uh, the is it episode five, Muna Stone, is yeah. <laughs> the for me it's the best use of it was the first time that they used the ghosts in a really effective way, and that is mm-hmm. to make them a distraction because because it does it very well in Happy Death Day where uh, you know she has to interact with uh, what's the name of the builder. Uh, she has yeah, to interact with the builder yeah. constantly, and you know the the ghosts are causing a problem. There's a very funny bit where she throws the mug at at Kitty, at, at Pat <laughs> or Kitty, and it just misses the, the builder. But this one, she she loses it. She finally snaps at them, and the the scene where they're dancing around the table, chanting, and she's trying to shout higher than they are. And then you've got Kitty going, "What's higher, me or the alarm?" Me, 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 me. It's just absolute chaos. It's like I was watching Cheaper by the Dozen. I was watching Cheaper by the Dozen the other day, and that film has scenes which are utter chaos. There's like a million things going on at once, and I think this show, this is the only time this show has really done that, where there's just a billion things going on at once. You don't know what to look at on the screen. It's also got real. It's got two really strong guest appearances from um, Jeffrey McGibbon uh, and Sophie Thompson. One one was in uh, Toast. He appears a lot in Toast, and he's got very funny roles in that. I think the other played, particularly in the Torval and Dean episode of Mr. Bean. I think Torval and Bean. She she was his girlfriend in that. And she's very she's a very funny actress on her own. Yeah, again, great support cast. I thought the ghosts were yeah. used to perfection, yeah. and the fact that it has such a great like final scene where they're all sat at the sofa at the end, looking at the moon outside, and it has a really great line about. Um, Robin said, well, before the house, before you, before the people, it was just me. And uh, he was alone for, like, yeah. how many thousands of years? It was just him and the moon. I thought that's... Yeah, yeah that's an episode we're going to discuss soon, the Thomas Thorne affair. That's one really good use of time in the episode and dis- and discussing the characters of these ghosts. But it's mm-hmm. also a really good use of the ghosts, um, being able to tell a story from well, very from a lot of different different perspectives. What the, the, um, the, the, the gang were sort of like when they started making it this was sort of like the stuff they wanted to explore like the um relentlessness relentlessness of like eternity and yeah mm-hmm. the, the sort of the effects it has on people like obviously the ghosts are pretty bored um but obviously yeah. robin has been there for you know longer than any of them by thousands of years um yeah yeah and it's nice to have like it yeah it's funny and you have like the uh, the ghosts are annoying them, and they're trying to have their dinner party and stuff. But um, yeah, I do like the, uh, the they're, soft, watch, they're watching Friends as well. Uh, emotional yeah. moment. Um, <laughs> Sammy, how does it yeah. feel that um, hundreds of year old ghosts have seen Friends and you haven't? Uh, I I don't I don't care. I'm not, it's not I'm not embarrassed about it. I just don't care. And the ca- the captain the captain. Oh yeah, I'm definitely charmed. Chandler the, the comedy is subtle but but it's there uh, it, yeah. yeah I just think again this 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 episode I think when I watched it initially really sold the show to me because for like the first four episodes I was giving it a chance because I like the cast and while I didn't find it hysterical I still enjoyed it but this one was hysterical yeah. I said they've got they've got um Jeffrey McGiven the bitches line and, yeah. and um, I just think it's hilarious and again it's a fantastic use of the setting they have um, and it's yeah. fan- got a fantastic yeah. Charlotte Ritchie in it where she's trying to like manipulate the ghosts into like winning the poker yeah. game <laughs> and then yeah. she picks yeah. who does she pick does she pick Kitty the worst who doesn't, Mary. Know, Mary. Who doesn't understand what the cards Numbers are or anything. let alone how poker's played 
ends up losing yeah. and owes him £40,000 and then the ghosts oh, yeah. inadvertently the save her when they she realises mm. about his uh, offshore yeah. account. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, I also love the um, please do come, come in on, on on in through, like the line that Alison says, like, do come in on. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's it's got a, a lot of like great great um parts that episode. I do also really like it. And it gives us at least a little bit of Robin backstory just a little bit. Yeah, as you said with the he was alone for so long and it's always been him and the, the, moon. the where it wasn't afraid to sort of sit and have like a moment where it's like no yeah. this is important yeah. to him. Um yeah. that's what sold me on the show not not the comedic aspects of it but like the emotional mm-hmm. beats um and they really work yeah. um i think robin is one of the better ghosts in that respect um because he mm-hmm. gets more emotional stuff to sort of go through uh, like pat and yeah. the captain and speaking of the captain yeah. emotionally speaking of emotional stuff to go through um my favorite episode um is reading weddy so, like, first of all, the title, Redding Wedding, Redding Wedding, and then that's just great. But um, no, it's just um, this episode. It just it it leaves me breathless. Like that last scene where he like looks out of the window and sees H- Havers leaving. Oh. It just it absolutely breaks my heart every time and leaves me. You know, I literally um, hold my breath <laughs> for the duration of that scene every time. It's okay, um, We're here. Yeah, this it's is just, a safe space. Does it does it um, take your breath away? It does that's take my breath away. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, you don't have to put in the I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I just love that we get to, for the first time, I think, I mean, there were obviously hints that the captain is gay throughout, like, all, like, both seasons already um, before this episode, but here it's it, nice it becomes very clear. centred on it. It's exactly. It's nice to get an episode centered on, on him and on this subject, and like on, yeah, just um, getting to know a bit more about the captain, who does always keep a lot of stuff hidden. I feel like because obviously he did that all his life yeah. when he was alive. Um, so I really like you know seeing this thing, and um, but this like even next to those things, I really like sort of every ghost's little back um like side story i absolutely love martha um acting acting her little heart out for lady b in this episode uh, with like all the faces sold. she does uh, i like she's a, she's brilliant in like conveying it but i wasn't that sold on the she's kind of into <laughs> my... just well but the thing is the thing is what is she she's uh victorian right no no yeah. just just after i think just after Victoria, so, okay, into but still, Edwardian, I, mean, I imagine. Right, right. Oh, she does. She does say Edwardian, doesn't doesn't she? Well, yeah. if if you think the person who the person who dies at the start, of the first episode, is her granddaughter or something like that, isn't it? Is that what she said? Mm. And she lived mm. for a very long time, so it can't yeah. be. Okay, maybe she died in like early nineteen hundreds, but yeah, um, early twentieth yeah, century, no, let, but, yeah. I don't think she's that old. D- definitely but not as old as like Kitty or uh, Mary or. <laughs> no, 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 no. She is definitely like Victorian Edwardian around there. Um, no, but I was gonna say like that was a very repressed era in British history. So her then reading what was it? Um, the lady, uh, 
Lady something, Lady Chatterley's lover. Was it that what she was like reading on Kitty's little reading stand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She obviously, like, that Whoa. is for somebody <laughs> who is so repressed in everything relating sex. Well, it's not just that. It's the, um, is, she can't, is it the, the monkey sex as well on the, on the video? She can't look away from that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Alison. So for her to then read something like this, and I don't know Lady Chatterley's lover, but I'm guessing there is a, a ruffian in the novel. I just love the way she says Alison. I think <laughs> yes, but yeah. Um, so I think off the I think lawn. it makes sense in that regard that she has a little thing for Mike just for a few hours, yeah. just because she's like seeing him in new eyes. Uh, but I like the thing this, that breaks like, it. It's like ruffian. he just sits down and like shoves a load of like cheetos into <laughs> yeah. his mouth or something. Yes. Um, yeah. And she's just like, ew, never mind. Ew. ew. <laughs> Why I found this episode. A bit disappointing on a rewatch is that I thought that the captain plot line was like the main bit of it, whereas it's mm-hmm. actually there's like a it's scene not at the start. That much. There's a scene at the start. Yeah. There's one scene in the middle, and then there's a scene at the end. It's a bit where he dives on the bomb, but even that is like um, overshadowed by Mary Burns yeah. alive what, again. What is buried in the garden? It's a it message is a... and an experimental bomb. Yes. Isn't it? Yes, it's sort of, it's this like mine or bomb that he buries and then a letter with the name William on it. And he says the message contains um, a manual for this Project William, which is the bomb. But, yeah. you know, let's be honest. I mean, it's probably also It's probably also a love letter to Havers or something like that. Um, but yeah. I didn't find the other side stories as compelling as... Kitty's was good. I just, thought I, just, as I remember... I love um, Kitty's with the yeah, hide and seek and then Mary it, being like... Kitty's just... is definitely built into hopefully a yeah. season three Kitty-focused episode. Yeah, yeah. And you get Kitty and Mary together, which is always really good. Cause it is great. The, the, the one where they're counting all the... Well, they're counting all the uh, like itinerary for the, the plate. Yeah, when, when the stuff gets They have stolen. some really funny yeah. bits together because they're, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not that far off time-wise. But also, the I didn't like the... Uh, the whole thing, what film are we going to watch tonight? I didn't really get into that. Um, and they end up watching 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, Space Odyssey. Just... Oh, it does have the Robin um, conspiracy theory, doesn't it? Exactly. That's the other thing. Like, I love Robin's like, cons- yeah. conspiracy theory. I like um, that it starts a with a reference back to Moon Astron, where it's like, oh, no, look, we've been to the moon. Um, you know, this is, and they showed mm-hmm. him that. And then it, it naturally, obviously, like, YouTube Mona. algorithm <laughs> immediately goes on to why the moon landing was fake and other conspiracies. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I love that. He's been watching YouTube. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think it has one of Mary's like uh, favorite lines for me, which is when Kitty starts counting and Mary is like, oh, no, it's numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I love that it's so relatable yeah i don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you thought about yeah. the volleyball match <laughs> i think it's funny yeah. um it is a bit silly Again, but i think it, i think pat stands out with that yeah. with the, yes with the referee. yes definitely definitely um yeah but I, I you know i like all the the site plots um and yeah i just think it's Martha's. I mean, Martha is always great as Lady B, but yeah. there she just like all her facial expressions are just amazing. Yeah, because she's and, she's definitely yeah. like the she's the most like made up of the of the cast. Like she has to be made to look a lot older than the actress actually mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Robin is also pretty yeah. made up. Like 
he has like stuff like oh, yeah, I don't obviously think... Robin. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. act... Lawrence Rickard isn't actually a cave. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's they actually to, like, a disembodied head. Um, and what they do is they CGI <laughs> in the rest of the body. <laughs> but yeah, I just like and you know, I just it's it's Captain's first time of like a proper backstory and I just I'm a sucker for that. And but yeah, but um I I I'm yeah. surprised I didn't realise he was a second second world war. Um, captain I, I always assumed he was first world war uh, the, the nazi by, stuff should have been a <laughs> like the, the the documentaries he likes to watch about nazis yeah. that should have been a <laughs> a clear sign that it's second world war but yeah no but um speaking of you know tragic backstories and all that sammy your favorite <laughs> yeah, episode uh, and i know reese agrees with me that this is i love it the best episode i mean um, i also like it i don't hate it i love it melody but... you had your chance <laughs> No, I say it's the only ten out of ten episode um, of Ghosts. So uh, wow. I prefer the Thomas okay. Thorne affair. Uh, oh. I think it's not only a good backstory for Thomas, um, but it also adds mm-hmm. a bit of flavour to Alison's ancestry. And uh, but it also gives you a really unique perspective on the ghosts who were sort of there when the rest of them weren't. So you have Robin, Mary, and Kitty who are there, and obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know uh, Simon. Farnby, uh, Julian and Pat and the captain aren't there yet because we're not at that point in history yet so you have a different dynamic there yeah. um, and obviously we've yeah. seen Robin and Mary you know maybe hook up uh, a little bit the, I'm, I'm there for that ship the Robin Mary ship um, <laughs> noticing all these different yeah. aspects and like they're like well that's what you're saying but like I was there and you kind of forget that they were haunting the house whilst the other ghosts <laughs> were living there yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think it's a great version for that. We see the house in a sort of a different light. Um, we go out and explore the grounds a bit more. I really like the sort of three or four dual scenes that we get. Yeah, I really love it. Uh, I think it's great for illuminating the characters of the ghosts that are there. It adds a lot of depth to Thomas, which I think have been lacking. Like, he's mm-hmm. a good character. Yeah. But his thing is, yeah. I'm a poet and I like Alison. But it adds a lot of depth mm-hmm. when you sort of actually stop and have a look at his backstory. Um, yeah. yeah. And the sort of kind of insidious way in which he was sort of manipulated into effectively dueling mm-hmm. someone yeah. on different terms than he was expecting. By the guy whose name is now the name of the house. Yeah, by... Yeah, we, are, like we can Allison's... all agree we're anti-Francis like, Button. Yeah, it's, he's like Alison's like great, 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 super great uncle or something, isn't he? Um, yeah, and then that... he has that really funny line at the end where after all of that, he's still like, you know, it, it would be fine. Which is like, what would be? You know, if we hooked up, like, it, you know, we're that far apart. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it would be fine. Yeah, yeah and it's, um, we're all related. Yeah, um, technically, you're you're related to me, like and my sister. Me and my sister. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a really great episode. I think one of the reasons I like it so much is that it's basically the ghosts in the modern day just telling a story to each other as Alison's getting ready to go out, but she kind of becomes engrossed in it. She kind of sacrifices her night to sort of yeah. be there for the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I, lo- I just love this. I, I love this episode. <laughs> well, like 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 Moonstone, I think it's another example of how this show can be used, and it's the th- yeah telling the same story over and over again from different perspectives, yeah. bringing mm-hmm. the period drama into it as well. I thought that was well, all very in, well this shot. This one is is set in the past, and it just has the modern yeah. bits as a as a yeah. framing device, and that's yeah, one of the but, reasons. Yeah. Why but it the house looks again the house. 
the ha- the house looks really distinct and no and like recognizable even in those times as well. It looks the the setting is really good. I think it's really funny that uh like he, he gives this awful poetry <laughs> this awful like rendition and he scrunches up the paper as if it's amazing and everyone's just bored. <laughs> and the what whole, do you mean awful? The whole I wanna he, hear he Hermione dies, and Roger. <laughs> he dies like defending Mary Shelley. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they use Lord Byron from the is it the same actor who played Lord Byron in the season one? Is it the same actor? I'm pretty sure it is. Um, Could be. And yeah, I, it's, again, it's just a really funny episode and you know, Matthew Bainton's great in it. Um, um, yeah, I like that he sees himself when he tells the story that everyone loved his poetry and that he died for honour and the other guy was a scandalous <laughs> cheat. Um, but then like, the, other yeah. ghosts are, a... the other ghosts are like, nah, dude, people, they were like, yeah, this is poetry. And that was like, yeah, they didn't hate it, but yeah. you weren't a great poet. Um, you were just you. You existed in an era where people were poets, and you were like, "Oh, I will be one of those." I did feel really sad at the end, though. Cause yeah. When it. Yeah. It's, you know, cause, uh, I mean, it's cause I know it's obvious that his cousin played played him from the start. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that Humphrey was the sort of not solution, but like Humphrey kind of picks up on all the small details, and yeah. Humphrey gets a bit of stuff to do this yeah. episode. Um, yeah. I don't really know why Humphrey's there in the show, to be honest, because he is already playing Robin. Um, it feels like they mm-hmm. wanted a headless guy, but... Well, a couple of I feel of like gags. they just wanted a Tudor guy as well. Um, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, could... No, you, it's a very noticeable I'm sure part. you could cast somebody else. I'm not sure why he's playing the two parts, because Humphrey's often <laughs> not there enough to really have yeah, but it, Yeah, but it's such a, um, it's such a small role, it yeah. doesn't really matter. And to be fair... There is a like there is like a separate um, actor for his body. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's yeah, yeah. It Yanni Zander. Yeah, yes. I, I also really like. I think this is the first episode where I, you know, because Thomas, I love romantic poetry, <laughs> and so I was a bit um, disappointed sometimes that Thomas was just just like loving Alison and being a bit creepy sometimes. But this was the first time where we got a bit more backstory to him and. I yeah, it's just poor Thomas, yeah. and I really, so I, really I like him now. I think it'd be cool if well. you had not necessarily an, an episode focused on it, but maybe over like the next season, you have Thomas try to get back into writing, and he's you know nowadays you have mm. so many like things on like YouTube and stuff for like improving your writing. He could read modern poetry and sort of like <laughs> really yeah. bring his the the style and that of his era, yeah. but like update it yeah. uh, for like so you could have him learning to be a good poet and sort of getting a bit of self fulfillment. It's not Alice. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need Alison's love to feel sort of not that he feels worthless, mm-hmm. but like you could have a cool sort of arc with him over a season where he sort of yeah. goes like, yeah. "No, I like writing, and I'm happy with this." And maybe he maybe he, yeah. he presents it at the end of the season and to mix reception, but it doesn't matter to him because <laughs> the poetry is what's Enjoy important it. to him, not the yeah. approval. Yeah, that would um, be cute. No, I just really want to read Hermione and Roger. But yes, speaking, speaking of, of what we could do in the future, where the show where the show should go. Um, um, <laughs> we're just both speaking <laughs> at the same time. Um, I, Sammy, do you want to yeah, continue? Um, yeah. So, obviously, Horrible History is known for its musical hits. Um, mm. So many of them <laughs> slap. So, obviously, the cast are very talented in that regard. So, I'm surprised we've not had a musical yeah. episode yet. Um, and I oh, know sang in, in the Christmas season episode. two with Thomas Thorne Affair, they break the format a little bit by doing, you know, the narrative device and the same story from different uh, perspectives. So I think I would like to lean into breaking away from the standard sort of 
formulaic stuff um, and go down into so maybe just do an episode that's a musical one and you know it's just mm. it's not like called out or anything it's just a musical episode sort of like in Community where they do uh, uh, the paintball episodes you know they're very thematic and stuff yeah. um, so I'd like them to go down that road a bit more story wise I'm up for wherever they want to go I'm sure they have ideas yeah. um, they obviously know these characters inside out because they play them all so well I'd like a bit more depth on Thomas uh, as I said um, mm-hmm. and sort of just but just generally exploring who they all are uh, but I think playing with the formula is what I'd like to see because season one is very much okay. the same obviously the different stories but each episode is sort of like written and directed and stuff in the same way and Thomas Thorne was like a good step away from that and that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I like that episode so I'd like them to continue sort of exploring other ways of telling stories yeah no I mean that could be very interesting yeah and as you said they're very talented in music stuff as well so that would be cool I think um obviously there's still a few characters as we as we already mentioned that haven't gotten quite the backstory that they deserve should get deserve like kitty i obviously want to know more about kitty i think robin is one that i'm super interested in but then again i don't know if there is much to we've had discover we've had anyways. a lot of robin stuff um but well, kitty yeah. um yeah. i just want to see him i just want to see his his stone age with him like to see them do something more with Mike. Uh, he's one of the weaker aspects of yeah, the show. Yeah, Mike, yeah, I was going to say that, actually. Um, Mike, he's just sort yeah. of the goofy guy she's married to. And I don't... He's he's always the weaker bit for me. Not because of the actor or the yeah. performance. I just think he doesn't add much in terms of the stories. Like, if it was just Charlotte Ritchie and the ghosts, I'd be happy. But I think the future of this show really depends on the non-ghost characters. So, mm. I mean, we... we First, because we see the show through Alison and Mike's eyes, first of all. But also because, for me, if an episode is good and bad, usually depending on how much they get to do. So I remember, you know, my problem with the Christmas episode is that the that they haven't really understood Mike's character yet. He's been living in a house with ghosts for two years. He's he he owns a mansion, and yet his family come into the house and disrespect him. And I'm thinking, yeah. maybe. Mike, after two years living in the house, maybe has learned to stand up for himself now, uh, but clearly that's not the case. Um, mm-hmm. What you have as well is that uh, maybe they need to change the dynamic of the of the lead cast. Um, whether that be if you can keep because you have the house and the character and the ghost, they're never going to leave. But obviously you can change the main cast. I know you don't want to get rid of Charlotte Ritchie, but if they want to mm-hmm. if they want to keep it fresh, maybe they have to do do that, or maybe even killing off one of them. I've there. I, I think there are, there are two Mike. <clears throat> Mike. Well, no, well, they. I think they've teased it twice. There's well, there's one moment in the first ep- in the first season, but definitely there's an episode in the second season where he's on the roof, and you know, it. Mm-hmm. it, it and I can already picture what the scene's going to be like. Whereas we cut to Mike, he's doing something dangerous, and then you literally cut to, and he's t- speaking to Alison, and then then whoever's with right. Alison realizes that they can oh, see oh him there's no one there, and then they go out and find his body. Oh, you know, right. that's. But it, dynamic, but it adds a new dynamic. But it adds a new dynamic. This is what the ghosts look like, and she's like, but, "What do you mean?" No, but you can we see need. But, but I think we definitely need uh, a second character who can see the ghosts, and I think that's going to come yes. with the child, because as we know, babies can Ooh. babies can see the ghosts. Yeah, children are pretty like no, babies can see the ghosts. To those yeah, things. and you've got Mike and Allison, young couple. 
So I think it's going to happen. And I think it's going to go into <laughs> why can certain people see ghosts and why certain people can't? And like maybe it's a subconscious thing that you cancel out your mind after a certain age. What if someone grows up in a house with a ghost and they always see them? They can see them mm. all the way through their lives. You know, I think it's a they've really got to ch- shift up the dynamic of the show. They've got to maybe add a few new ghosts, maybe yeah, get rid of a few exactly. new few ghosts. Maybe no. ex- <laughs> maybe ex- maybe expand no, maybe I... expand the prop maybe expand the property they have. They've 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 explored the garden a lot more this time. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. forest they own and there's a there's a lot of land. How how far does the ghost thing extend? to the land to, um, you know I think mm-hmm. they need to now they've done sort of two seasons of basically sort of standalone I know there are like loose threads especially like the first few episodes where obviously Alison has to be familiar with the ghosts um, but where it's they're basically all sort of kind of standalone and there's not like an overarching story I think if they they need to do be yeah. like right we're going to do three more seasons yeah. and this is what the story is going to be um, and it doesn't mean you have to give it a massive like uh, sort of like Pay Daredevil, off. where you know each episode is a part of the story. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you, I do, agree. I think you do need yeah. to be like, okay, this there is a background story here, and it's um, maybe Mike dies in season three, Allison can't deal with it, um, and then it's about her, him or her, like moving on, and then that's the yeah. end of the show. Like, I don't think it's, I don't want mm. to see it just go on for as long as the B. Yeah, I know, it. but I want them to be like. Yeah. This is a story. Yeah. Let's tell it and then stop. But it does have, yeah. but it does have the potential of a Doctor Who. Whereas mm. you, you've got, oh, you've got a, mm. you have a few Less consistent. So. No, but you have a few consistent elements in it. But the changing factors are the thing that are the outside factors that aren't the ghosts or the house. If that location if and those characters, ten years, if, if ghosts are still going, but none of the original ghosts are there, I just. I can't see ghosts without the horrible yeah, history. Yeah, crew. but these are very talented actors. They can turn into different ghosts. You know, we don't know how it works. Um, <laughs> and again, you can, yeah, I, I didn't say point, I didn't necessarily say change ghosts. the ghosts. I said change the main two characters who live in the house. Yeah, like, but you have like mm. the dynamic. Because I, with... I think there is. If if Charlotte Ritchie doesn't want to do it anymore, you can you can recast. Oh yeah, yeah, you, um, you could diff- different leads. Um, but I, I'd rather them be like, okay, this is the the story or the place that we want to go, and tell that story and then stop. I think I yeah, and then yeah just but have I'm, it as a... I'm all for I trust these six people when whatever they do, and so if they if they feel that they can write eight quality seasons of this, I'm gonna lap them all up because I back them. Um, I mean, eight is fine if they then you know, as Sammy said, sort of make a story and finish it. I don't want it, it. to become I'm a just... supernatural where it's just sort of like, it's basically yeah, exactly. the same stories again and <laughs> exactly. again told in sort of slightly know, different ways a... and worse. Yeah. I'd rather them finish it on a high. There's a main difference between this and Supernatural in that Supernatural sucks and this doesn't. Oh, no, no, I'm <laughs> well, not Supernatural I'm not didn't suck until wise. season more, five. I don't want Reese. to see, because Supernatural seasons one to five, Kripke went in with like oh, good. a plan and was like, right, this is my plan. Yeah. Um, I yeah. already know that they're doing a. I know that an, a US broadcaster has picked this up, and I know you, ghosts. Yeah, ghosts. I know that usually, Super like natural. when you hear that the US has picked up a UK <laughs> series, that it's like, oh no. But the fact of the matter is, they're going to have completely different ghosts in the US. Yeah, you know? that could be. Yeah, so that I could be really that, interesting. Yeah, I, think I hope so. I hope they don't have a Victorian lady. <laughs> having ghosts tied to where they died or you have you introduce like more international elements so you have like ghosts from the american civil war or like mummies yeah. and stuff um 
you know and you i don't know how you'd write around it because you've they've kind of been pretty clear that you kind of you're stuck where you die in that sort of area so but i think i think there are definitely ways that you could do it you know you could have the house be like uh, a museum briefly and you know they bring a mummy over there so like the mummy's there for like a little bit of time um and then obviously the house is sort of falling apart so the museum goes so the mummy goes and he says bye to the ghosts um I don't know. I'd like. I'd definitely like to see it be finite. I think rather than ongoing. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I think there's only yeah. so many stories you could tell with the characters, and at this point, they're the ones that I like about the show. It's the characters and mm-hmm. the actors yeah, yeah. playing mm-hmm. them, not the formula mm-hmm. in itself. But yeah, I do. I would love to um, have a new ghost maybe get in there, but that would mean that somebody would have to die on the property. Whether that be Mike, which would be very tragic, or someone else, it's just something they have to. Like it's it has it still has to be funny. <laughs> no, no, I think what well, I think you have a funny episode. If if Mike dies, you can have the funeral in the house where he is. So he's gonna be at his own funeral. I don't know. <laughs> well, that'd be cool. And, and then you could, Alison like, will be. Able, um, Alison will see him, and get, no one else you could can. Get his, uh, family. He'll do something funny, and she has to laugh. You could get and then... his family back and they could you know atone for being horrible people to him in the christmas yeah because they were yeah. um <laughs> they yeah. were terrible yeah. get out of my house i own a mansion stop filming me and putting me on tiktok <laughs> don't but yeah um i think we can all agree that we're all very excited to see where it's going and as long as yeah they we'll know just, where it's going we'll just see. i don't want them to just keep yeah. doing it for and the sake of it i hope they know where it's i think they're very talented writers and like they you know we'll see hopefully they have a plan um but yeah um i really like this chat about ghosts i think it's a very good tv show i think more people should watch it i'm gonna watch it for like the fifth time soon and all that's left to say is goodbye from me goodbye uh goodbye from sammy bye and goodbye from reese goodbye you (laughs) wazzock damn your eyes (laughs) Uh, so good (laughs) 